Welcome, welcome, welcome to our Christmas special. It's not really a special, it just happened to be the same day, but we're releasing this podcast on Christmas to you uh, with good tidings, happy wishes. Hope you're having a great day and week. We've got some Star Citizen for you, and I'm joined here by uh, a good friend of the channel, Abdi Ohan. Welcome onto the show, dude. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, I live in Minnesota, so uh, we're kind of having a very non-snowy Christmas, and that's very sad. But that's uh, what I'm, I'm seeing, man. That we'll get some snow. We'll see. I, I see pictures from Edmonton. I saw pictures from back in our place in Turkey, like all these places where it's normally snowing and there's just barely anything on the ground. There's nothing. It, it's like everyone keeps saying, oh, this is a nice sp spring we're having this winter. <laughs> I feel like this is the fifth or sixth year in a row that we're all going to be like, oh, this never happens. Yeah, <laughs> like, we'll see. Well, man, I, well, the, those trends, man, those trends. That's too bad, <laughs> dude. But uh, happy, happy December to you anyways. I love the month. How has it been for you so far? It's been great. Uh, you know, I'm just about to head out on PTO. Uh, so I'm going to have a week off. May might do some streaming, might do some uh, some video gaming. So I'm honestly very stoked to have a, a few days off to to just chill and celebrate with family. Good to hear, dude. You going to you going to be playing any Star Citizen? Yeah, dude, I think I'm going to I'm, I'm going to have to stream some Star Citizen. I don't normally do FPS gameplay, but I streamed last night and I uh, I started doing the FPS grind in Arcorp and uh, I got my butt handed to me. Let me tell you, I did a consignment mission solo and that was a mistake. That was just straight up mistake. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, they can like either the AI will kill you or the glitches might. And For real. <laughs> that For can real. be rough was... on your own. The game was surprisingly smooth. I had 17 server FPS and uh oh dude, uh it was they were on point. They yeah, were on mess point. You up. They'll mess you they, up at that point. They really will. Yeah, so, I've been, yeah, next time I'm bringing some people in with me. Solid dude. I've I've been enjoying the game uh this past month and obviously there are plenty of good games to be playing, but like Star Citizen sometimes can have a rough end of the year. And I'm glad that they were just able to get a pretty decent patch out with some new features, not everything we wanted, but like it's fairly stable, at least from yeah, what for I see. Real. Yeah, it has been. I've been I've been having a pretty decent time there. I think there are always some like weird little things, but I feel like there's nothing that's super game breaking or super like, oh, this should not have been like pushed out. I've heard some people say that, but I feel like they've done a couple hot fixes in the last few days. And yeah, honestly, I, I'm ready to just like spend some time in the verse and, and chill out and it, it's working all right for me so far yeah i think when people are expecting them to just drop a patch and leave it's nice that they drop the patch early and then can do some hot fixes before the holiday break right the question um, is do you think this will change the narrative for years going forward <laughs> i do probably not <laughs> i i do i think you think, I think so this, okay. i think this is indicative of kind of where they're headed as a company and we'll talk about that a little bit today but um yeah i, I think that the times, I think people remember the harder times at the end of the year more than the good ones. We've had good patches. It yeah. just depends on like what's going on with the game at the time. And right That's now, great. if it's not a bad drop right now when they're trying to test replication layer separation and PES was just put in this year and server meshing is on the horizon, like all this instability is possible. I think that mm -hmm. they could probably keep it decent at the end of every year from here on. Oh, it yeah. seems to be their I goal. I think they've definitely learned, and uh, I, I think that they're, they, they're very aware of, of the eyes that are on Star Citizen right now. So I think they're trying to be more strategic. They got, they've got the, 
the um, project managers, they got all sorts of people to make sure that, you know, let's try to align these features for earlier so that when we get to the end of the year, um, maybe we're not in as tough a spot. And I hope that that's the, uh, that's the, the move going forward. We'll see. Yeah. So we're going to be talking today about a lot of that. Um, I've already, the last episode I did, I did solo. That was good fun. Um, and I talked about the different highlights of this year and how I felt about them. Today, though, I wanted to, while we're going to talk plenty about the features coming in 2024, I wanted to hit the big beats with you more from a community perspective. What are, mm -hmm. what are people thinking of the game now that they've seen this year? What are you thinking? What is, what has shifted throughout this year as we've seen certain ups and downs? Because there's, there's been a lot. So we'll kind of talk about that whole idea of like whose eyes are on them now and how has that changed throughout the year. Um, right. But before we finally jump in, I do have to ask one question before we get started. Because I ask this of everyone, first time they're on launch sequence. How did you get into Star Citizen? What games did you come from? And like, how did you get dragged into this whole thing? Yeah, um, it's, it's funny. The last time that I was on a show, it was Citizen Central. Uh, with some really awesome content creators um and we talked about uh what it's like to take a break from star citizen and stuff like that um so it's it's interesting my history is i backed the game back in 2015 um it was like july of 2015 i i can't remember exactly what it was that brought me in because i keep looking at the content that star citizen put out then and it was mostly just like like uh chairman posts and stuff like that um so i think it must have been like a like a pc gamer article um i'm guessing that like came out and i was like okay this is fascinating like this is kind of the game of my dreams i played mass effect to death i played you know uh kotor half-life halo uh you know i was really okay, big okay. into all right like it's really you, big yeah. in, uh <laughs> it's like into uh, to my heart all right, yeah, Counter-Strike was a big thing for me growing up. CS 1.6 was a big one for me um, before it was ever on Valve or on uh, Steam. So um, lots of different, like, aspects of games. Like, I, I, I was never, like, all one way. I'd play Spyro as much as I'd play Counter-Strike, you know? Like, I'd, I, I have a Nintendo Switch, and at the same time, you know, I'm not against playing Battlefield 4. That's the last one that I cool, really, cool. really like. 2042 yeah, is... 2042 is all right. I should give 2042 more credit, but you know, so all sorts of all sorts of games. Um, but what brought me back to Star Citizen because I played for a couple of years, but only off and on my computer. Like most people in 2015, like no computer could run Star Citizen really well. So yeah, took a break for it for a while. A lot of life happened in that time. Um, had a kid, um, lost that kid to hypoplastic left heart syndrome. Um, I'm not saying that for, you know, people to get sad, but more of the context of in 2021 or actually at the end of 2020 with COVID happening, um, I was really depressed and uh, was looking for escapism, honestly, just looking for a game to play. So I started playing Destiny 2 with my friends. Actually, before that, we played Borderlands, but then we were like, we need something a little bit that will just kind of keep going. Destiny mm -hmm. 2 was the thing. So we were doing raids, we were doing strikes, we were doing all sorts of things together. Um, but it always came back in my head that I was like, man, I just wish that this was a little bit more that I could just get in that ship and fly. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I want to get yep. in that ship and actually do something and, like, shoot in that ship and then get out of that ship, walk around the ship, all that kind of stuff. And then I remembered that I had this game that I backed so long ago and was like, all right, let's see what this game is like. So I, you know, I turn on Twitch like most people. I see Space Tomato there. It was uh, January of 2021. I think people were streaming the first version of um, Xenothreat. So I was like, all right, I guess this is time for me to jump back in. I downloaded it again. I got in the ship, completely got wrecked in Xenothreat, typed in chat (laughs) if someone could come and pick me up. And someone like Emergent Gameplay under a firefight came in, picked me up. And I was like, from that moment on, I see what this game is about. It's about people playing together or playing on their own, whatever they want. But eventually um, big things happening in, in, in small places. And that was that's what sold me. That's what brought me back. Man, that's a journey, dude. Can I first say my condolences to you um, yeah. with your son? That has got to be the worst thing that can happen to a person. I'm really sorry, man. Yeah, um, no, it's not easy. It changes a person. But, uh, but you, you have people around you, you know, that, uh, that keep you going and, and uh, that keep you seeing the light. I have a daughter now. She's healthy. She's two years old and a ton of energy. And uh, that's a big part of my Star Citizen journey, too, because... It's the reason why I don't stream like 5,000 times a week. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Rather and that's awesome. Time with her. <laughs> yeah. since, since I've known you, you've, you've always shown a positive front and been a joy to talk to. So I'm glad to see that you have that energy. And um, I'm glad that Star Citizen was able to help you with that. That's, a, that's an awesome story. And it's crazy to me that like any little sort of situation in a game like Star Citizen like that, you just pick somebody up from space. That could be the moment that completely changes how they feel about the game. It can also go the other way, too. Like somebody could have a glitch and a box can kill them after all of the stuff they've been doing and boom, game's done forever. I'm never right, playing yeah. this again. Add Ramzoo and you're like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but yeah, no, it, I, I, all the right things came into place and like years later, I got to meet you in person just last like a couple months ago and yeah. uh, you realize how connected and how big this community is and how wholesome it can be. And man, it's, it's, it's unique. It's, it's very, very, cool. very much unique. Yeah, that's been the best part about it. I mean, you sound like you're a lot like me. You came from a lot of the games I did. I always say I didn't grow up on space flight games. I wasn't a freelancer player. I didn't do the, I played one like Jedi Starfighter game, but I am like you, Mass Effect, Coder, Halo, FPS, RPGs, things on your feet. I think yep. a lot of people miss how many folks come to Star Citizen with that sort of mindset and, and are very interested in the parts of Star Citizen that don't have to do with flying. Absolutely. That's I mean, like, I think that's one reason why Arena Commander this year was made as such a made as big of a splash as it did is because for as you know, you have people that want to do the the in flight stuff in Atmos stuff, whether it be in space or whatever. But you also have people that want to, you know, do gun rush and just mm-hmm. gun rush forever. You know, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people who love that. Can you imagine when Arena Commander starts to have like salvage and mining and engineering and like you can you can just do an actual industrial game loop in a closed system like that? It's going to be such a leap. And it, it's funny because I feel like it won't take very much to get there because, I mean, even just 322, the ability to get into a friend's turret and, uh, and just go take down an Idris in Arena Commander, like, just, like, it seems like a small feature, but it, it has such reaching uh, connotations to it that I feel yeah. like everyone's uh, it, it changes the game just like this small thing that 
well, it seems to, small to us, but probably took a lot of time to develop. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but, no kidding. but it's, it, it's huge. It makes, makes a big difference for us. So the year overall, 2023, was a pretty big year, um, but it was turbulent. There was, like, there was <laughs> so much that happened this year. Um, yeah. I want to start by getting an idea of what your thought process was around Star Citizen in the beginning of the year you know, January, February, March, looking at PES and all of that, and kind of the year ahead, what were you thinking was going to happen? Wow, that's a, that's a big question. Uh, I mean, I'm like everyone who's watching right now. I listen to launch sequence, you know, I you know, watching morphologists, all that kind of stuff. You hear the beginning of the year predictions, and um, sometimes they're more critical, and sometimes they're more hopeful. Um, yeah, you, you you hear a lot of different things, but I think what ended up happening was um, we just didn't hear anything for a while. And that became kind of the 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 steady drumbeat. You know, we were in 317 mm -hmm. for a long time and there was a lot of testing. Um, and I think eventually we all kind of, kind of got freaked that like, is this going to be another year where things just keep getting kicked down the line? Are we actually going to see anything come out? And then, bam, PES came out, and it was, for better or worse, a splash. You know, like everything, it, it <laughs> turned, it turned a lot. Of, it was a splash. You know, both it was both like scary. You know, there's there's all, and at the same time, uh, exciting to see the potential of of what was to come. And uh, we kind of had to endure a lot at the beginning, but there was, yeah, there was. It was a major pillar. It was a major pillar, and, and we saw what it was like for another major pillar to come into the game, and that was very interesting. Yeah. I think it, it got me a little bit freaked about what we would see going forward. It kind of seemed like things were slowing down because of it. Um, but then the end of the year, like, stuff started ramping up. So I, I uh, yeah, I was hopeful and, and then kind of freaked out, I guess, at the beginning of the year. And that, that I, we just kind of got led along for it, honestly. I feel like from thing to thing, it was up and down and up and down. And then uh, eventually, I feel like we got to this place after CitizenCon where we were all just kind of hyped. <laughs> well, there was certainly a, a time there where um, I think a lot of people, there were, there were different camps of people. Um, some were kind of of the mindset that the update cycle had changed. 3.18 had broken things and things were not going to continue as, as normal. Were you more subscribed mm. to that idea that maybe things were actually changing permanently or were you thinking that they had just hit a hiccup and they were going to get back to things later on in the year? Uh, to me, it seemed like a hiccup, but a hiccup that might have like echo effects, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, just because uh, maybe the people that were working on one particular feature so hard to get that working, that that would affect some of the bigger features that were supposed to kind of come down the line. I think the beginning of this year is when we had the Road to 4.0 videos question mark yeah we had the one about audio and then we had one mm -hmm. about building interiors and one about server and, mission and then it just stopped yeah um and that was like i i feel like we were like oh could four point like it was kind of on the table 4.0 this year like 4.0 this year and then uh, i feel like 318 happened and we were all kind of like i don't think this year looks like what any of us thought this year would look like um I think expectations kind of changed and uh, and we all kind of had to kind of readjust our, our expectations. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of just kept happening like that, the readjusting of expectations, because um, 
like anytime you you would think that oh 318 has slowed everything down they put out another big thing you know like oh guess what structural salvaging is here like or or salvaging in general or um you know like uh, being able to loot ships and ships having loot on them um all these things that really did change the game in some major ways for people so um i feel like anyone who who thought they knew exactly what was going to happen this year and who would say that they were right i think i would i would have a healthy amount of skepticism as to their viewpoints because yeah i it was hard to predict anything this year nobody could have predicted all of this i mean even even the letter from the chairman at the beginning of the year. Do you remember that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> remember the the things that were on there, right? <laughs> expected for this year. I think that right. proves that like PES really did mess things up. Mm -hmm. Was there any point during the summer that we were just talking about uh, when you were on Citizen Central? People mm -hmm. were like talking about wanting to take breaks, and some people took like content creators were taking breaks from the game. People were right. kind of taking a step back. Um, was there any point during that period when you were thinking, uh, sorry, when you were thinking that it, when you saw things start getting better, like at, at what point around then did you actually think, okay, they've, they've fixed things. We're back on track. Maybe this year won't be as bad as these last couple months seem to make me think with 318. Well, I feel like, was it like 319? Did they do a 319 one? Cause I feel like yes. somewhere in 319 things felt better. 319.1, um, I think, was probably the first one that felt like it wasn't dragging yeah. us across, behind the car on the highway. Right. And I think that that's when I started thinking, like, we are at least back on track, at least, and hopefully in a good spot moving forward. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think I think I would say that. Like, um, 319.1, I... Uh, like this year, more than any other year, I started playing with other people um, and not just like people in GII, but like streamers like Yo-Yo Meg, who is an amazing streamer. Please go follow her. Um, the Soul Citizens represent Soul Citizens. <laughs> um, yeah, go check out Soul Citizens for sure. Uh, yeah, of which I am a member, but uh, just like playing a lot more with other people and having things to do with other people like the salvage loop. Um, being able to put things on other people's ships and move them around and stuff like that. Um, I think that's when I started saying that like 319.1 isn't just fixing what was broken, but establishing a new going forward. Um, that, there, that there was a potential for the year to recover in a way that was actually very exciting. So that's, I think that's about when I started believing that that could happen. 319 was a weird one because it like wasn't a new patch, but it did bring in the new player experience, which I think was actually right. kind of significant. It was, and it's it still is. Um, I've I, I don't know if we're. Let me just think. Let's talk. To me. Just want to make sure that I don't get too far ahead of us. But just I uh, this year, uh, the people that I backed with in 2015, my in real life friends. I'll just say, like, you know, without getting too much into it, because we might talk about it later, that this this was the first year that I actually was like, yeah, if you want to, you can you can start like, you know, testing the waters and seeing how it feels. And what made you feel like that? That was different from the other year. Um, so kind of what I was talking about, I just things to do. I got. I'm sorry, what was that? Just things to do. Like you were things saying? to do and talking with other and, and playing with other people and having roles. Um, 
because that's what they were waiting for. They're like, I remember in 2016, I sent them a picture of the freelancer that I had bought um, with some birthday money that I was given. And was like, look, there's four seats here. There's a spot for every one of us. And they were like, cool, let me know when we can actually do something. <laughs> it's funny how that's still not 100% the case yet. Like yep. engineering isn't in quite yet. But there's other things you can do in other parts of the ship. You can have a loader in the back. You can have someone in the turret. Um, you can have uh, people who are, are running, um, you know, like defense and stuff like that while you're doing that or, or taking down ships or, you know, running salvage. So there's, there's just more as a collective to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that that feels very different than previous years. The physicalization of cargo and the ability to interact with it can't be understated, I think, or can't be overstated but it, but either. It, but but it is though it's understated it is understated i feel like we don't we don't give the devs enough uh enough credit for that because it it has changed the way that everyone plays this game in a big way mm -hmm. and uh and the fact that i can even tell these people that i've been talking to my whole life um and we backed a game with back in 2015 but i haven't been able to convince them to even jump or think or look at this game um, but that the fact that this year they actually started playing are, and, are not, and are now playing when I'm not even online, like they're not just playing to play with me. They're playing on their own. They've been they're recruited. Telling me that they, right. They, they're <laughs> telling me that they bought a C2 in game with in game funds. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, dude, I've been for years. Y'all have been making fun of me for playing this game. But like <laughs> this something has changed this year. And I feel like it is that phys physicalization of cargo and uh, being able to do things together in that way. Yeah, the interact, I mean, I think it was uh, just in this event earlier today, we were running right. an event, Jump Town. We had 26 people together. Some of these people were flying ships and fighting up above. Simultaneously, I was down on the ground, moving drugs from one location to another with two other people. While another ship was delivering some drugs to a space station, another ship was getting ready to land and pick up some folks. They were, we were exchanging water. We were doing ground security. We were tracking vehicles on the ground around us. Like there were 26 people playing together, all doing different things. And the only other time I've played with that many people are in Eco, which is an interesting game. It's certainly mm -hmm. for those who don't know, it's like a community-based, very simple game, simple yeah. in the sense of like graphics and fidelity, but it's very complex in gameplay. And then there's Battlefield. And like, we're I was all just like shooting legit people. about to say that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, you're shooting people, but what kind of flavor of shooting people do you want? Do you want to do it in the sky? Do you want to do it in a tank? And do you want to do it in like five to four person squads where you don't really feel like you need to talk to everybody else? Yeah. Right? Like, that's the big difference between Battlefield. And I say that because the people that I'm playing with, that I'm talking to you about, the in real life people, mm -hmm. we've been playing Battlefield since uh, we were in middle school. So like we are very well acquainted with the idea of in a group coordinating together, but being able to do that with 26 people in voice chat and like, it still feels so unique. Yeah. Despite having played Battlefield for all these years. Yeah. Just saying. And, and I guess just because the cargo refactor has taken place over such a long amount of time, if we had gotten, you know, we got these, um, these inventory containers, which are huge like being able to <laughs> store stuff in an actual movable all access all accessible container is great if we got that with the physicalized cargo the freight elevators 
the kiosk, the new tractor beams, the tractor tools on the vehicles all at once, I feel like this would have been huge. People would have lost it. But because yeah. it's been spread out, it hasn't it hasn't landed quite as hard. But I think that's one of the bigger changes this year and in the past five years, honestly. I think it's going to start clicking with people. I think people are going to start watching like your streams, realizing that there's there's roles for people, like I was saying before, um, that there's that there there's meaningful decision making when you when you get into a ship. It's not just like I woke up from a bed and just got in my ship and left. You have to make a, there's so many decisions between when you get out of your bed and when you're on your ship that can meaningfully change the way that you play the game. And I think when people realize that that can be fun, that that is a thing that you can do with other people, um, and that can set you up for success in a really cool way, I think that's when it's really going to start clicking with people. Yeah. You're right, though. Something, something really did uh, change for folks seeing that ability to actually have enjoyment. When did your friends start playing that you mentioned? Okay, so... Uh... The one that has kind of been waiting the longest, and actually my brother-in-law as well, they kind of came in at the game uh, at the same time, um, despite hearing me talk about it forever. <laughs> um, it wasn't until uh, early November. It was early November, so it was even before you were able to sell other people's cargo. I think uh, you still kind of had to do a little bit of like making sure that it was on the right person's ship to sell and that kind of a thing. Um, but that's when they started coming in, and I, I, I think it was like the the idea that um, you could take down an ERT, and there'd be like a bunch of valuable stuff on it. You can get a bunch of maize or or uh, or weave, grasping weevil eggs or something like that, mm -hmm. and then go to a very shady place where you might encounter other people, um, and then sell for big profit. Um, that's that's when they started coming in for it, and. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that was yeah early November, so pretty recently. And like I said, it didn't take them long to realize, you know what, I can earn a C2 in-game. I'm going to just like do these loops, get to know cargo routes, like go to Galog and stuff like that and, See, yeah. and start to learn the game. And like that's like they're, they, they're realizing that there's more than just, uh, than just pew pew shoot. I want to I want to talk about Citizen Con because I do think that's part of it. But before we get into that, um, I want to talk about last year as well, 2022. So mm. 2022 was the biggest year for growth of the game, and it still is. <laughs> like it it beats 23 by far. And I think a big part of that was Elite Dangerous having problems, and mm. we had like massive YouTubers pick up Star Citizen, right, and mm -hmm. and get it a bunch of attention. But yeah. Even then, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, it still didn't really feel like all of the eyes, or at least big eyes, were on the game. Like, Starfield's always kind of had that, or Star Oh my god. That's Star a big Citizen. part of the year, too, though. <laughs> Star Citizen has, oh yeah, I guess that might come up. Star Citizen has always had kind of a magnifying glass on it, but it's still mm -hmm. relatively unknown to the wider community. And those YouTubers didn't really... They made the game succeed, and it was good, but they didn't change it on like the grand global scale. This year feels like the start of that, I think. Um, what would you think? What would you say is different between this year and last? Hmm. 
That's really interesting. I did take a hiatus from streaming last year, too, which is really funny because it was a big year of growth, but it was also, I feel like there was some stagnation, I guess. There was. There always is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really centered around, like, May and November when we're right, getting a lot of right. growth, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, some of the bigger things that happened last year, and maybe well, that's just a part of it that, like, four pillar technology and gameplay loops um were not as big 317 it was a long patch like there was a lot of different like versions of 317 and it's really hard to pin down to me like which one of those was the most successful yeah no that's fair does it i mean i th i feel like the obvious or at least what i go to first is citizen con and and the reason I was kind of thinking this was I was wondering if, if that was what convinced your friend or if this was something that was kind of over time your friend was starting to to gain more interest in Star Citizen and CitizenCon kind of pushed them over or was it really that event? So they really weren't super interested in in uh, until uh, a friend of mine. So I had another in real life friend. He came back to the game last year. So in 2022, he he jumped back on um, and he jumped back on in a major way. But he was mostly just doing ship bounties um, and he's been consistent. But then CitizenCon this year happened and it was the uh, the um, Star Engine trailer. Um, we sent that to, to our other friend and to my brother-in-law and um, I think the grand scope, like being able to talk about Star Citizen without sounding like a lunatic is kind of hard, <laughs> right? Like it's kind of hard. But when you just give someone a video that's like, this is what Star Citizen is actually trying to do. You are on like people the planet. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that kind of video makes a really big splash. Um, and I feel like the Star Engine trailer is another one of those. It, it's it's the value story of, of of Star Citizen. Like when we're in marketing, we always talk about like what what are you talking about in terms of like the value proposition, mm -hmm. and the value proposition is all over that video. Um, it talks about the things that you can do in the sky, the things that they've been working on all these like all these years. When someone says it's been ten years, what have you actually done? You can just drop down that Star Engine video, and it's like. This is what they've done. And it, it looks good. It tells the story in a very cool way. It's got amazing music to it. Um, yeah. It's very easy to watch. And I think that that's a really, that's probably one of the better selling tools that they worked on this year, even if it wasn't straight from marketing. Would you say that that is, that was the turning point for them in terms of like, we're talking about this year, every, something has changed, right? And we said that gameplay's changed and the game feels mm -hmm. different and like mm -hmm. they've they've made some successes, but would you say that it comes down to that specific the Star Engine video? I think it was because he didn't he didn't start asking questions until after the video because he was like, wait, how much of this can you actually do? And it's like, OK, we can't do the farming. We can't go see the whales, but you can go from, you know, the the planet and you can go up into space. You can do salvage stuff you can do like all the different, you know, like quantuming and all that kind of stuff. A lot of that is stuff that you can do now. And I think showing him and telling him about the different things that you could do is what really like brought him in. He's like, oh, so there is a role for me in this game. There is a purpose for me. And it's not just flying and shooting things, even though he does like that. 
um, but it's like the cargo stuff or meaningful meaningful group cargo you know like doing that is um like a major selling point and the fact that it's not just uh cargo in one way there's so many different flavors to it you can get like a box mission you can do it you can do an ERT and then take the boxes off of that um you can learn trade routes there's it there's just there's there are options yeah and i think that seeing that that's the case now is is big to him why do you think they struggled so much to communicate like we're all we all saw that trailer and we were like oh yeah this is sick that looks like a really great representation of the game we're playing and then like the reaction started over the next couple weeks and people Mm. were like this is possible and and you realize that for some reason cig just could not communicate to folks that they had already made these things right just don't run great what do you why do you think that is oh that's a good question um I don't I think it's because maybe it's because they we we constantly criticize marketing I think I feel like with Star Citizen um but I think they actually do produce some of the the more interesting videos that you can send to someone to say like this is what you can do in the game um but I don't I don't know if we as a community are really good at sharing marketing videos because sometimes we feel that they're dishonest sometimes we're like oh like this is not how it actually feels to play the game. Yeah, like um, the patch videos. The the patch videos, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, maybe it just took the devs making something that was very dev-focused and showing that all connected. Maybe that was a part of it. Maybe it's the dressing that they put up. Like It wasn't just like, here's a tech video of the things you can do in Star Citizen. It was like... Let's get the conductor out. Let's make it a beautiful, like, one spline thing where it was going from one place to another. Um, It could have been the creative direction around it. Um, I guess it could could be a lot of things, but whatever it is, it's resonating with people right now. And yeah, um, it's fascinating to see and encouraging. Because there's things in that video that I'm still looking to see, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I think the other one, too, that that helped CitizenCon in general um, seemed like it was a big wake-up call to kind of get people to pay more attention. But the other one that really helped was the Squadron 42 trailer. Like, Ah. again, like you said, they're showing kind of what what they worked on. And I honestly, like, after all of the silence we got this year, as disappointing as it was, those two videos kind of made the whole year matter because yeah it was better communication on a large scale than they i think they've ever done yeah i mean it some people might say communication at all i guess maybe because not everyone likes to read so the squadron 42 monthly reports maybe don't mean as much to some people um but that squadron 42 trailer there's so many people that are like squadron 42 man like just i just focus on the pu but then they put out a trailer as compelling as what they did with all those big name actors with the big sequences with with the the, all the tech we've been wanting to see actually working um and i feel like that was what a lot of people needed to see to be like okay yeah so you're working on squadron 42 it's feature complete I will allow it now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, well, it it's, happening, it's happening either way, but, you know, okay. Seriously. Um, let me think. So, yeah, I think, I think 
those two things that I guess really the star engine trailer and the squadron 42 trailer, and of course server meshing were, were a big deal. Um, mm. Would you say that like this year has done more to answer the, the long-term questions we've had about star citizen and, and that's helped you feel better about it? Or are you still kind of hoping that we get better answers on some of this stuff? I feel like citizen con coming back with the energy that it did and talking about those three things that you just talked about, maybe with the addition of base building, because that was a surprise and I think a very happy surprise for a lot of people. Um, I think those four things being talked about in the way that they were this year made a big difference because we all knew that they needed to do something more than just talk about how server meshing and the replication layer and the DGS work. Um, the DGS is whatever. Yeah. Um, but like we've seen the video of what that looks like kind of like in a motion PowerPoint kind of thing, but we needed to see it in a more tangible way. And I think we got that this year with that, with that citizen con video of, Oh my God, these are three different rooms. There are three different things talking to each other. But when he, when something goes from one to another, it seems virtually seamless. And that's what we were, we needed to see a practical application of that. Mm -hmm. In addition to the practical, like, this is a Squadron 42 video, you will be playing this pretty soon, or in the next two years, TM, TM, TM. Um, so, like, seeing seeing those things actualized in the way that they were this year is unique. I feel like it, it's, it's more than we've seen in a long time. Um, you know, like, when was the last uh, Squadron 42 trailer that 20, we saw? 21? Right? Visual like, teaser? Didn't show right. as much. Exactly. So it's, I think that this is, this will, this will satiate people for a while. Um, the question is how much more needs to be injected into the community to keep people happy. Um, and hopefully um, that matches up with what the devs are able to continue working on because, you know, oftentimes we have expectations that are not always um, achievable by yeah. development because development just takes time like we it just, saw it this year right exactly it just takes time it takes work sometimes it's messy you know sometimes sometimes it doesn't feel good but it, you got to push through it in order to get to the results that they have now so um i'm really curious to see what community expectation is like in 2024 i'm i'm hopeful after what we've seen but I'll, it's just good to be cautious um the stuff we saw this year, I think, definitely helped this company round a corner. They have finally proven that they have been working on stuff. And I, I am excited, or I guess I'll find it entertaining to see whether or not people are like, I'm glad they took all this time. Or, yeah. or if they will continue to be like, hey, you know, you took all this time and it worked out for you, but so what? You know, it should you should have done more. Because... It's very easy to be frustrated as hell about all of this. And then at the end of it, when you see a game, be like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. I, I'm fair. But, you know, a lot of people will say, no, that's not good enough. You made me go through all of this for that. And um, I mean, that's, I think that's the advantage of Star Citizen, honestly. Because we talk about Starfield, like you, like you said earlier. And Starfield was a lot of not seeing anything for a long time. And then it was in, like, June when we finally started to see like, oh, this is Starfield, right? That's when they put that big Xbox Once the year reveal. before, and then yeah, this year they did another right. one. Right, right, yeah. So um, 
I feel like with Star Citizen's method of like, it's in your hands now, like experience it as it is now. It will change. It will get better. But there is constantly something to see and try um, for yourself. And I feel like that's an advantage that Star Citizen has on a lot of things. Um, in addition to the fact that you're not doing it alone, like you're playing with other people. So, you know, you could be as frustrated as you want with this game. And then you get into a game session and things, even if they're buggy, are entertaining. That can silence people, you know, that can be like, you know what? It was buggy as hell, but we had a great night, you know, like we had a yep. wonderful time. Yeah, um, that's fair. That that if they can achieve those moments for a lot of people in 2024, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if we can keep up that energy. I got one last question, and then I want to talk to you about 2024. Um, when it comes to the releases this year, we've talked a lot about features, but they've also released some some ships. Uh, we had the Argo SRV, the Drake Vulture, the Fury, Fury MX, RSI Lynx, Hulsey. There's a, there's a decent amount of ships in here, the Storm and, and more. How did you feel about the balance of ships versus features? Too many ships, not enough ships, too many features. Is that ever possible? Well, it, it's really tough for me to judge that because I'm so thankful and happy with the Tier 0 tier one whatever you want to call it implementation of salvage so we got a whole new game loop and a whole new ship uh with that game loop in addition to a long time ship finally being able to be used for what it's supposed to be used for um and i don't think that's going to be a thing that we get every year i don't know if it's always going to be like yo this new ship that we've been looking forward to seeing this gameplay this coming out what so like that happened this year and that was enough to be like, yo, this is exciting to see like salvaging come in. And then for to a further extent, structural salvaging, even though everyone knows that that's like tier negative one um, or whatever you want to call it. Like there's more for more, more to see from that. But um, man, that the, the vulture really kind of stuck a pin into my expectations and, and what I was really happy to see. Um, the rest of it was kind of like, oh, OK. Um, the hull C was awesome, but is also kind of in a hard place like right now. Like it's not yeah. there's there's a lot of issues with it. So that's one of those ones where I'm like, that's going to get better over time. Um, but adding tractor beams and the SR the SRV, also a thing that we've been looking for. So like we got two main like game not maybe not game loops, but features yeah. that came out this year. Um that not only applied to one ship, but applied to ships that were even um already released uh and that's you i feel like that's very unique to 2023 we uh, it was definitely better in delivering ships that made a difference i mean like we haven't had salvage right and then we also got to see improvements in cargo ships so like this was a year that was way more diverse in what sh new ships unlocked than before yeah totally agree with you there so i i to me honestly this was a great year for ships um if, especially if you are into more than just the pew pew you know like there's always going to be pew pew ships that come out you know if you want to go blast and blow up something yeah um but uh, for those who are like you know kind of a synergistic uh complement uh with the cargo features that we saw this year i feel like with the c1 coming in with the tractor beam you know even uh like you know the 350r or whatever like all these other ships that came in with that tractor beam working now um 
that's pretty huge. And then that Vulture. To me, the Vulture and the Reclaimer are, are big wins for this year. So Yeah, Vulture was a big one for sure. Yeah. For anybody who is counting, um, I counted about 18 new ships this year, or new vehicles rather, with six of them being concepts. So um, mm. they essentially took 12 ships or vehicles off the backlog, I believe. Or No, that's not true. 12 ships or vehicles off the backlog, as well as straight to flyables. So mm. a couple off the backlog, like the Lynx, the X1s, the SRV, the Hull C, the vulture are good but the storm the furies uh those are new additions so yeah and i mean there's places for them some maybe more successful than others but mm -hmm. uh you know it's just kind of one of those things where star citizen likes to provide you flavors of things so if you like you know the racing flavor of kruger intergalactic and you want to do merlin and archimedes stuff you can do that or you could do fury stuff yeah um, but either way, you know, more flavors isn't a bad thing. It just gives people more options. Yeah. Now let's, to, to finish things up, because we got to wrap up here soon. Let's talk about 2024. Uh, 23 was a cool year. It was up and down. We missed a lot of the features we were hoping for at, uh, from the letter from the chairman, also from the CitizenCon prior. But we saw those features pop up again in CitizenCon. And now they are coming out and giving us a sort of a six-month outlook on the first half of next year, just just taking all that at face value, after talking about the letter from the chairman and looking at the year we've seen, how confident are you feeling about these features coming in in the first six months? <laughs> Man, you're putting me on the spot. I'm like, oh, now yeah. I'm like maybe I We're should have been on this episode. Oh, frick! People are just gonna link to this part. Okay. <laughs> um, Man, okay, so I've like literally in the last two seconds, I started like getting kind of nervous. And then like I kind of went, I went through this whole like thing in like two seconds where I was like, but what should I be nervous about? Because some of this stuff is coming from Squadron 42. So the fact that it's already been developed, hopefully that makes it easier to bring into the PU. So that gives me some confidence. But at the same time, it's easy to say, uh, especially people like us online sitting in our gamer chairs just saying oh they made that in squadron 42 it'll be easy to bring that into the pu like who knows what if it's not like what if it re requires some major stripping out of other stuff and stuff breaks um so there yeah. there's that and then coupled and with they the also fact said that, that last year right exactly like these are things that they they say even though they say they hate putting out dates they will say these things and then um we'll just have to hope yep. you know so I, I do have some hope that the stuff that was in Squadron 42 makes its way in. We've already kind of seen that with some of the hairstyles. Um, we'll see more of that with some of the things that I'm really looking forward to. But I, I, in terms of my confidence, uh, I would say um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, okay. but also not pinning my future on it. Well, do you think that the momentum they've built this year was kind of gearing us up for a better 24 or does it feel like it's just kind of the natural ebb and flow of star citizen like do you think next year is going to continue this trend people have noticed over the last couple months um it see that's the thing i feel like every team works on things differently so we saw a lot come in from the arena commander team they did a lot of heavy lifting for what we consider progress for this year too mm -hmm. um but the, the stuff that we're looking for, 
the things that we're expecting are some really big things like yeah. Moby Glass. Like they got to nail that. And we've seen like some really great stuff out of CitizenCon, but we've all been waiting for the Moby Glass and the star map to get better. So we like when they when they bring that out, that's really got to It's really got to work, you know? Yeah. And, then, and uh, the big thing about well, the Moby Glass is all the apps that we have that have to be reworked. And I've been wondering this. This is something that I was bringing up last year during UI stuff. The Moby Glass, the Bounty Hunting V2 is based on a tracking app that has to go in the Moby Glass, which would have to be the new style, so they couldn't put it in the old Moby Glass. So the new Moby Glass has to exist for Bounty Hunting, for the new shopping app, for all of this stuff. So they can't just, they can't update one app at a time. We're exactly. going to see an entirely new menu enter the game all at once. And when that's you have lot. that many interconnected things, it may, that's the thing that makes me nervous. Like, that's the kind of stuff that makes me think, well, not nervous as in like, oh, no, it might not come out. Who cares? Like, we all live our lives, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, in terms of expectation, it makes me think maybe as a player and a person who's backed this game for a long time, it would be more responsible for me to think maybe that can cook for just a little bit longer or something at least until we see an ISC and hear what it's like for them to actually like kind of be seeing that working in the PU. Yeah. But we haven't seen that yet. We've seen it work in Squadron 42, but we haven't seen an ISC or anything like that where it's working um, in the PU, I don't think. so. That's a big one, um, yeah. I think seeing it in ISC is, is a big thing. Um, but also, it's good to remember, they've moved, they're moving a lot of people over from Squadron 42 now. That's kind of, I think, the big thing people are depending on making a difference. And we don't know exactly how quickly that'll happen. We probably won't know till the end of January, but that's also, that can mean a lot more development for us than we're ever, we've ever been used to. That's like 800, <laughs> 900 new devs working on Star Citizen. Which would be Just great. I mean, like, like that. that would be wonderful. It, I, and if it goes as smoothly as I would hope, I, I, would, I would feel that confidence. And I think that's another point for these things happening. Um, but... Uh, so I've, I've worked in, in software development, not as a software developer. I'm not going to speak for CIG or anything like that, but I know mm -hmm. that's oftentimes when people want more people to like help with a problem, um, it can definitely help. It'll definitely relieve, but there is kind of a, a, a re-revving of the engine, like getting someone back into a flow takes yeah. time. It's not always lickety split, like you got this new developer on, everything is better now. Sometimes it's like, oh, wait, I need to go through the process documents and see how you guys are doing your thing differently than how we're doing our thing. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully there's like, you know, a really easy handoff or transition for all those people coming from Squadron 42. Um, but people are people and processes are not perfect. Um, yeah. So, you know, if it does help, great. You know, if if it takes a little bit longer, I'm not going to be like, you guys promised. It's like this is a very human game being made, you know, like sometimes things just take time. Even, even yeah. though we see the number go up, it doesn't mean that everything starts going up right away. So we'll, we'll see. I am, I'm, I'm going off of the way that they were able to incorporate turbulent and the Montreal studio into their workflow. Mm. They blew my estimates away. So I, I, I do think that they'll be able to get this kind of up and going pretty quickly, maybe not in the space of a couple months, which is why we're not seeing things now, but by half second half by end of first half of next year i could see i could see some of these things coming in for sure oh, you yeah. already mentioned I, the, go ahead 
no, no, I'm just saying, yeah, and I'm and man, I'm I'm excited for it. If even like half of these things happened, it would be huge for the game. Like, That's what I said huge. about the letter from the chairman last year. <laughs> no, time is repeated. I was like, oh yeah, we'll get at least half. It'll be great. <laughs> Freaking, oh god, I am yeah, definite learning we'll opportunity for me. But yeah, you've mentioned the star map and the Moby Glass. Um, mm -hmm. just to finish everything off today, what are some other highlights that that? they've said are coming in that first half of next year. Some of the things people can get really excited for in the next update, maybe two updates. A big thing for me is persistent hangers and freight elevators. Um, if we're able to get our things back, um, things that people have bought with real money, I think that will take away a lot of the negative uh, platitudes that people have about this game. Um, in addition to the fact that like starting up an operation will hopefully just be easier. Like if you can just get your tonk put that in your c2 all from the same hanger like yeah. that cuts down so much time you as a streamer of all people know that like just getting people organized to make these things happen just takes so much time yes. so anything that we can do to kind of get these processes in a smoother state huge for people that like you know have limited time to get these things going so that would be a big one um, updated EVA is one that I feel like as soon as you have to do anything out in space, you realize, yes, I want this to be better. <laughs> oh my God, so, EVA. <laughs> I know, right? So like that one would be really huge. Um, character customizer. If we could see some of those black hairstyles come into the game, um, that would be great. I don't know if that's coming in the first half of it with that, uh, with that character customizer. Um, we'll see. But it would be really awesome just to be able to see more and varied, uh, like uh, DNA types in that yeah. game. Yeah, from what, from what that. So that would be wonderful. Um, and then distribution centers. They said distribution centers, like the big ones on planets. Yeah. Do you Those think are... that can happen? I do. Yeah, absolutely. That would be huge because I mean, like. I talked to you about like having come from Destiny 2 most immediately, uh, you know, before playing Star Citizen as heavy as I do now. Yeah. And one of the things that I still miss about playing Destiny 2 is just getting a whole bunch of friends together and doing a raid where we know exactly what we're trying to do. It's not something that we're all just like, hey, let's see if we can come up with this game loop ourselves or whatever, but just getting a mission that we're all a part of and doing a raid. If if that comes in with distribution centers, it might not. But if it does come in at the same time, that would be really exciting for gameplay. Like, yeah. really exciting. I think that with stability, we, we say this a lot with certain features, but if you threw in stability and added that and gave us like a good FPS experience, that's enough for, for a lot of people. That's right? essentially, that's destiny, but in a different universe. I mean, that's... That's disrespectful to the people working on Destiny. Obviously, there's a lot more going on there, but like that is, sure. you're running raids every day. You could just go and fly down to these places and experience different scenarios each time. And um, yep, yeah, man, I think those are possible because those those UGFs they started out as the UGFs and they had those mm -hmm. tier one to be done fairly quickly, like within a year, year and a half. It's really just that upper administrative and an entrance area that they had to work on past that so i wouldn't say they're done now but i could 100 percent see those coming in first half it's the missions that would be more what's yeah going on see there. that's 
that's that's a big thing because like you know even as they release things right now we just got all those new settlements and you were streaming the other day like y'all need to go back watch his vods they're really good um but like you and astropub were touring some of those those derelict outposts and you got to the top of one of them and you just looked down and you were like i see the potential like i see the potential of like squads taking different areas working in groups and stuff like that and um it's nice to see it now it would it would be nice to see the ugfs now but with the gameplay too so it's not just like oh this is really cool i see the potential it's like the potential is here right now like that would so i don't know how they're going to release it they might just release the space and then release the missions because you know i think those are separate teams so um so i will we'll see but if if they can bring those in in a meaningful way i would be very very happy they're they're massive i mean these are these locations are giving us as much space as a city, as a landing zone, and they're completely mission-oriented. And they said every type of gameplay will be available down there. They did say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So these like, are yeah. going to be like the gameplay caches of Star mm-hmm. Citizen. I think these are one of the archetypes, like landing zones, outposts, derelicts, and distribution centers. Maybe there's one or two others, but space yeah. stations, I think. But this yeah. is one of them. And this is going to be huge for the game. Absolutely. That's a good Absolutely. one. Good pick. Good pick. So those are, those, are, those are mine. Those are mine right now. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm a really big fan of all the, star, the uh, FPS improvements we're looking at. The lens and visor, the mm-hmm. reloading updates, the scope, the, 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 the cursor. like All of the stuff that's going to make this feel more like an actual FPS experience than just, oh yeah, here's a character. Go, te- go test out Star Citizen. I mean, that is definitely one of the major things that when people come into this game, they realize, oh, I just need to kind of gloss over this right now that the like you can get into arena command. Exactly. Yeah. It just doesn't feel as tight of an experience as when you're like, like you talk about Halo all the time. That is a tight experience when you get in there and you press reload. You don't expect your character to be like, I don't uh, the bullets in here. Um, The gun is not shooting Um, like I reloaded and it didn't reload. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, it's going to shoot every time. So like, that's one thing where it's like you bring a new person into this game and they're like, you're going to kind of have to look over that part for now. Like, so if anything that they can do to make that a tighter experience, I'm with you like that'll that'll help the game. Definitely. And then Another thing, besides the star map, which I feel goes without saying, another thing that's kind of stealthy that, that they're going to try and do is um, the, the charge and discharge and heat and weapons, which means we're finally going to get those Volt Parallax weapons that we've been mm. seeing. They look, they're the coolest looking guns we've seen about this game for the last three years, and we've only seen them in concept art. So I'm really excited to see those come into the game because that also, to me, helps to build on that polished sort of clicking experience you're talking about in halo when you go and you you grab a plasma pistol and you hold the trigger it charges up and you can feel the power and you can hear it and like you let it go and it it's all the effects are there yeah we don't have that in in star citizen you know we have some alt fire modes but there's nothing that feels like weapons have true character and i think this charge and drain stuff is going to really help weapons feel more significant especially those you know electric plasma weapons and it seems like it's like a like that's to me seems like one of those doable things because it's they're already on that path in 322. They made some very big changes to to how weapons handle and how much ammo is in them and what they do for damage. So I think they're they're really looking to tighten up that experience. And I'm, I'm really hopeful for that, too. Yeah. All right, man. 
Abdi, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I've been wanting to get you on an episode for a while. I'm glad we got to do the, the Christmas special and I put you in the hot seat. And everybody can come back and clip these episodes and talk about how Abdi <laughs> told us that we were going to get the star map in the first half. And it's not on Space Tomato. <laughs> roast me, y'all. Roast me. <laughs> so, so if you could let people know where they can send all their hate mail and come and harass you and chat uh, before we yeah, go. Yeah, so do. Uh, Space Tomato. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um abdi johan so i'm abdi johan everywhere uh twitch.tv slash abdi johan um i'm also twitter on twitter so twitter slash dot com slash abdi johan and then um as i said before i'm a soul citizen uh fast card if you're watching i didn't forget to say it this time <laughs> he literally roasted me in dms <laughs> last time he was like you didn't say you're a soul citizen i was like i'm sorry i was like i don't got know it. i got it this time Twice i got now. it yeah twice you better know uh, so yeah de definitely check out soul citizens they're on youtube we're on youtube and uh twitch so twitch.tv slash soul citizens and then also on youtube as well so catch us yeah. there we got shows three times a week um thursdays saturdays sundays and then uh the discord for soul citizens is always hopping i have a discord too but i'm going to make you work to find it because it's very small <laughs> and i like it that way <laughs> yeah it's nice it's a little little circle it's just um, a little circle yeah, yeah i feel that I also have shown up on Soul Citizens. It's always a good time to come and chat with the folks. The times often don't work out when I'm in Turkey, but I do try and do mm -hmm. it when I'm here in the U.S. And also, man, we got we to gotta try and get a stream in together. I'm trying to do more streams next year with other people. So we'll have to Absolutely. schedule something like that out. Yeah, dude, I, I would be happy. If you want me to pilot, I know you want to do things other than piloting. I'd be happy to pilot and, uh, you know me. and have you have <laughs> you do what you got to do, whether it be cargo, tractor beam, FPS, you know, what, whatever. Like, let's make it happen. Cool, man. Well, thanks again cool. for coming on. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I, it's really a huge blessing to be here, and uh, I really appreciate what you do. I know I speak for the entire community when I say thank you for, for everything that you do, for making a space for us to to talk about things uh in in this garden uh whether it be star citizen or or other space things it's it's just like a nice chill place to be able to do that so thank you for for fostering that community well i am grateful to the community for making it possible that's uh star citizen wouldn't be happening unless all these people dare i say it held the line so with that <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for joining me today as always you could find this ad free on the audio platforms of your choice Citizen Central is our other podcast. It's monthly, and you can find that as well. Just do a little search wherever you are. And all of you to YouTube who came and watched our beautiful faces and our lovely little Christmas hat. Thank you so much for coming. Hope you enjoyed this year of Star Citizen. Uh, from here on, we're talking all about things coming up, so subscribe for more of that. And I'll see you all next week in 2024. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Merry Krimbus. <laughs> <laughs>